Hey, welcome into the inaugural 2023 edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3 from the Front Range Toyota Studio, talking Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse for the first time in this 2023 season. My name is Tyler Mon, joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Uh, coach, pretty quiet offseason for you. I know no big news, no headlines, nothing, uh, nothing new for you coming into 2023, right? Well, it was uh, maybe something I should have done like 10 years ago, but uh, we haven't, we have announced my retirement at the end of the year. And uh, the, the, the response to that has been extremely humbling and, and almost somewhat overwhelming. And, uh, but it says, as you know, our first, our first radio show here this year means that the season must be starting pretty soon. So that's in the past now. And that was one of the reasons we wanted to announce it when we did. And uh, now we move on to the real stuff now. And we are getting very close to the real stuff, as crazy as that is. Coming up on Saturday, the first game of the season, February 4th at Peter Barton Lacrosse Stadium as the Pioneers take on the Utah Utes. And uh, it is... I mean, a little wild that we're at a stage already where we're getting set for the start of spring sports season. I think mostly because it's felt like we've all lived in an episode of Ice Road Truckers for the last two months uh, in the city of Denver. But, uh, Coach, getting ready for for this one, you guys did get a chance to get an exhibition game under your belts uh, and to look at where this team is right now. I know the start of every season, you know, you're going to look massively different a month from now than you look today and a month from that one before you look uh, at the end of February. Uh, but where are the guys right now? Tell me about getting a chance to, to get them out there, not ideal weather conditions, but a, a chance to get a look at them uh, just prior to the start of the season. It's, it's um, you know, we've got a great group of guys. And, and I'm, uh, as I told them when I announced my retirement, there's, there's no group I would want to be as young men to be my last group. So that will never change. Uh, whether we go, you know, two and eleven or eleven and two, um, that won't change. We've got a fantastic group of young men who work their tails off every day. We'll do everything we ask, um, and and just have pulled together. Our captains have pulled our culture back. You know, where the COVID hangover in quotes is over. We hope, and um, but we move on. And so uh, we did have an exhibition game against Johns Hopkins the other day. We learned a lot about our team, some some good, some not so good, but that's why you have scrimmages. And and so um, I don't think it's much different uh, than what we anticipated, um, that we uh, have a ways to go when it comes to scoring goals. And uh, we're pretty good on defense. That really is the thing that stands out about this group. I mean, you look at this uh, defensive depth chart for your guys and the amount of talent that you've got. Uh, you know, returning and talent that's got already a ton of experience uh, in big moments. What about the the defensive group? Let's start there. Uh, excites you most about where this team is going into a season? Because it seems like so often in so many sports, defense feels like it trails a little bit behind offense when a season gets started. But to know that that's one of your strengths early on, what do you like about the defensive group? Yeah, it's it's kind of a good news, bad news situation, and uh, you know. Uh, for for some years there, we were uh, trying to contemplate how do we how do we all play these all these great offensive players, and and of course Coach Brown always does a stellar job with that and 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 did. Now we have kind of that same feeling on defense. We've got four young men who have started for us. They're going into their fourth year with poles in their hands, and Jack DiBenedetto and Adam Hangland and Malik Sparrow and AJ Mercurio. Um, now you add to that, you know, 
uh, some guys that that are really, really talented, you know, Ryan Giles and uh, Jimmy Freehill and, um, uh, you know, Gabe Bowen slot and, and Russell Overly. They're all poles that, that are really talented guys. Plus, we're very deep at the short stick position, you know, and so um, that's the good news. That's also the bad news is how do you keep everybody happy and keep them in playing? And when things are going well, like they were last week against Hopkins, we gave up one goal in the first quarter and then we started subbing and, and it was still okay. You know, we still did well, but uh, it's hard. It's easy for four guys to know what each other's doing as opposed to any mixture of the next four being thrown into it. So we're still getting used to each other, even at the defensive end. Um, but uh, you know, Jack DiBenedetto, uh, Jack uh, Thompson, who's, who's our goalie, is, is played has played really well in the preseason. Played well against Hopkins the other day. Uh, gave up four in a whole half, so that was that was good. And uh, so it's just a matter of just a matter of uh, getting all of those you know defensive guys some time as we try to gel offensively. Coach, when uh, you get the opportunity to have an exhibition game a week prior to the start of the season, what does that do, especially for your young guys to get out there? It's not an official game. It doesn't count, you know, stats-wise, record-wise, but I feel like it probably does get a lot of those uh, early season jitters at least somewhat processed. How much does it help uh, for the young guys or the newcomers or even for returning guys who want to make sure that they're out there with their legs under them uh, to start the year? Yeah, and, and you know, you combine – the importance of that with the inexperience that we have at the offensive end and it it can really really magnify itself which which it did at times you know uh even to the point where some of our players were saying hey this is the first time i get yelled at it by coach t in a game you know <laughs> you know and so uh that's an experience unto itself that's a rite and, of passage <laughs> exactly and so uh with the youth uh with the even our older guys, our junior class is, is a really interesting group who I've said all along can make or break us because they're basically freshmen and, and your sophomores are freshmen and your freshmen are freshmen. Yeah. And so, uh, um, you know, we've got to we've got to filter these guys in. They were the juniors with the COVID kids basically didn't have a season in 2021. Last year as sophomores, we had a lot of guys in front of them, so they didn't get a season last year. And then now here we're asking them to be superstars, you know, as as we leave Teddy Sullivan and Jack Hanna. So um, it's just it's just it's as you mentioned at the top of the show here, uh, we're going to get better in a month. We're going to get better than that in two months. But unfortunately, we've got a game on Saturday, so we better figure out a way to uh, to play against a really good Utah team and and get enough goals to win. We're going to talk about this Utah squad coming up here in our second segment today, uh, our inaugural edition in 2023, the Coach Bill Tierney Show from your Front Range Toyota Studios. And, uh, Coach, coming into a new season, it seems like there's always a few things to adjust to rules-wise. I know, uh, you know, over the last several years, the the shot clock, the dive rules, um, you know, stuff with, with face-offs and um, all of that. What stands out this year? Is there anything that especially seems like it could play a role in the early going this season of just trying to get adapted to uh, the pace of play in 2023? Well, as far as adaptation goes, uh, I, once again, they fooled around with the face-off rules again. So now, you know, uh, and we experienced this the other day at Hopkins, who had had a couple of other experiences with referees with this new face-off mechanic, and our guys have not. So, um, you know, it's going to be 
you know, it's going to be different. You're going to see some uh, different action for a while. Uh, you know, face-off guys are the nicest group of cheaters on earth, and and they're, they're going to be allowed probably to do more of this because the referee is going to be backing out earlier. Um, but uh, so that's that's kind of the. I wouldn't say it's bad news. It's it's more of adaptation rule. You know, news. The good news is. Um, somebody finally came to their senses and realized that when an attackman is trying to come across the face of the goal, diving or not, and gets mugged and then knocked into the goal mouth and scores that we shouldn't take his, that goal away from him. Yeah. So that was a, that was a real genius decision. So uh, that, that came into force the other day. And, and we like, you know, I think that makes sense, whether it's against us or for us, uh, a young man who gets, gets, fouled upon should not be punished by having his goal taken away and we had three or four of them last year that were really meaningful uh, especially in, in a couple of really big games so um, I think that's that's a good rule hopefully it won't happen to us at the defensive end but uh, and we had uh, we did have one of those the other day against Hopkins so um, I think that's a positive rule the rest is you know we should be used to the shot clock by now we should be used to um, ins and outs of, of you know, uh, different referee styling from the East Coast to the West Coast and, and move on from that. Well, coming up on Saturday, we've got Pioneer season opening action at 12 o'clock with Pioneer pregame 104.3 The Fan HD3 right here at 11.30 a.m. We're going to step aside for our timeout, bring it on back and talk about Utah, talk about kind of the state of, of college lacrosse going into this 2023 season and uh, chat a little bit more about what's coming up for the Denver Pioneers on the first edition of the 2023 Coach Bill Tierney Show from the Front Range Toyota Studios on 104.3 The Fan HD3. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Planning your financial future can be overwhelming and confusing. Let the experts at Johnson Financial Group help guide you to your financial goals. The team at Johnson Financial Group believes in increasing transparency, lowering fees, and striving to achieve better outcomes so you can have a peace of mind when it comes to all of your investing needs. Contact Johnson Financial Group at jfgwealth.net to get started on planning your future. Continuing along on 104.3, the fan HD3, the Coach Bill Tierney show from the Front Range Toyota Studios and getting set for the Denver Pioneers men's lacrosse season opener coming up on Saturday. Spring sports season has mercifully arrived, uh, even though none of us have seen grass or pavement for the last six weeks. Uh, Tyler Ron joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Coach, you will get the Utah Utes coming into town on Saturday, and this is a program that graduated from the club ranks, the success they had there. And they have pretty quickly established themselves as a very good division one program with a 10 and four record last year, uh, five and zero in the a sun. They went to the conference final um, to be in a spot where you've seen a very rapid amount of growth over a very short span of time for a team that, that came in and, 
really was the uh, the Western outpost inheriting that mantle from Denver and from Air Force. What's it been like watching Utah evolve over these first few seasons at D1? Well, it's, a, it's an interesting one. You know, Andrew McMinn, who's there, took over the reins of their head coaching job last year, is really dynamic. His, his coaching style is very different than what Brian Holman had when he started the program. Brian brought in a lot of great talent, a lot of great talent. So this is a, a formidable team. Uh, the, the, the good news is we, we feel like we know them a little better. The bad news is we know them a little better and, and they're and they got everybody back. And so, um, and last year we were lucky to get out of, you know, get out, oh, out of Utah football stadium with a, with a win. So um, it's going to be quite a challenge on Saturday. I know they're kind of come in, you know, you know, with the whole why not us attitude. Uh, they had a disappointing loss at the end of the year as we did. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's they they won their scrimmage last week, thirty to two, and so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh, it's going to be an interesting day. But uh, I know our guys are excited for it. We feel like we got out of the the scrimmage, got a lot out of the scrimmage, and uh, you know, it'd be great to be at home at Peter Barton Stadium again. When you look at the start to this season, um, you know, the top five across college across uh, a lot of very familiar faces, Virginia, Maryland, Georgetown, a, a team that's in uh, the Big East Conference with the Pioneers, Cornell, Notre Dame, number five. Um, what about the state of college lacrosse right now excites you um, where the sport is, where it's headed, you know, rules changes, the, the increased interest in it, program growth, you know, a program now that's out further west uh, than you guys. What excites you about college lacrosse in 2023? Well, you know, from a from a, uh, you know, a, a fan side, it's it, the game is great right now. It's fast. It's exciting. It's being played by superior athletes. You can see as these guys move into the pro ranks, how good they are and the impact that they have. The coaching is so good and, and you know, just gotten so much better over the years. And uh, um, the high school kids coming out are so talented. Um, the number of schools that are playing at this level, you know, is great. And at the other levels as well, you see division two and division three games, it's the real deal. So, I think uh, college lacrosse is in a good spot. We need to continue to make it, um, you know, exciting. We need to have more visibility, uh, you know, nationally, and we need to make sure that that we do it the right way. Um, and so, uh, with all of that in mind, it, it's, you know, what's what's not exciting is that we're not in that top five, you know, right now. And uh, but uh, if you look at, you know, the the drone view of this thing over a lot of years. Uh, there were many a year where uh, you had Hopkins, uh, North Carolina, Syracuse, you know, Princeton as the mainstays of the top four. None of those schools made the NCAA tournament last year. And so uh, then, then you had, you know, you still got Duke. Virginia's back now. They went away for a while. So it, it, it's good for the sport. It's not good for my heart but it's good for the support for the sport that you know this thing people will say oh it's the regular teams but those are the ones who have been only follow it for five or six years it's uh it's it's exciting uh georgetown's done an amazing job both from a coaching staff and recruiting but also their use of the portal and, and their master's programs and uh and so now the nil comes into picture with uh you'll see syracuse back you'll see 
Notre Dame back, you'll see Duke back. And so it, it, it's, it continues to be in flux, um, but it's also a game where there probably are only 14 or 15 schools that at the end could be in that top four. Pioneers will open the season in the uh, men's division one lacrosse uh, inside lacrosse poll as number 17 team in the country. And coach, you bring up NIL and it's interesting because it's so different sport to sport, kind of where the the range sits uh, as far as impact goes. What have you seen in the, the very early stages of the NIL world that we live in right now of how it could potentially affect college lacrosse, um, you know, where it primarily seems to be headed? Um, what are your thoughts on it right now? I, I, I don't like it, and I especially don't like it for our sport that has built itself as one that's where kids aren't looking to be multimillionaires be, as pro athletes, that they come to these schools to get a great education. Sure, of course, some some need uh, financial help. Others have taken advantage of, of scholarships and all that, and I think that's all good. That's been going on for a long, long time. What I, you know, thankfully... Nobody's in, a, in the million dollar range for NILs, but you've got schools like Ohio State and Syracuse and, uh, you know, some others that are really taking advantage of it. Uh, I've seen NILs from uh, in, in lacrosse from, you know, 40 or $50,000 to a, a pizza a week, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, and, you know, fortunate for those schools that have it, everybody's trying to catch up with, uh, with forming, you know, groups to, to raise money for that. We'll see how that plays out. But um, the, the, the disappointing side for me is that, are we losing that, um, you know, that, that, that real idea that the first and foremost part of being a division one lacrosse player is getting a great education. I hope it doesn't go away. Well, Coach, you uh, will start with not just Utah at home, but Air Force on the road in week two. And I say on the road because it's, uh, you know, essentially a, a commuter trip for that one. And so with that, you get your first two weeks of the season where your guys are able to, you know, be on campus, go to class, sleep in their own beds, do all the, the things that we talk about, the niceties that come along with home series, but also settling into a season schedule before you hit the road to Duke and Duke coming out to start the season as the number eight team in the country, according to inside lacrosse. Um, how valuable is it getting two straight, you know, maybe not in your home stadium for both, but two straight, essentially home weeks going into the teeth of this non-conference schedule. Oh, we certainly hope it's good. That's for sure. Because if we, if it's not good and then we got to go to Duke and, and some of those, it, it, it could be a problem, but um, look, we, 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 we lived on this mantra for 14 years that we'll play anybody, anytime, anywhere. And uh, we continue to do so, as you know, it'll be our fourth straight time. We play Duke in North Carolina away and uh, we'll get to that in a, in a few weeks, but concentrating on, on what's at hand, uh, is is Utah and and um, without being too cliche ish, if there is such a word, um, you know we we we're focused on that, especially coming off the you know this we we learned how to travel last week at, to Hopkins and like you said it wasn't it doesn't go down in in on the record but it was a great experience and now being home I know the guys will feel a lot more comfortable and then in light of uh, your uh, your weather report, which was right on, uh, you know, we practice indoors a lot more this year than ever. And uh, yesterday we actually went out for a half an hour um, and before it got too bitter. But uh, I think this week looks good. We're talking about maybe 50 degrees on Saturday and uh, um, 
you know, Denver will be back. I'm sure the crowd will be back and uh, it'll be really exciting for our guys to get out on the field and, and know what it feels like to play in that opener as pioneers. Coach, this is uh, a topic that obviously we'll we'll discuss, but I promise I won't ask you about a whole lot. But your last season, uh, with your retirement coming up, it's your your final season opener. Does it carry? Are you thinking about it at all? Are you cognizant of it when you think, um, you know, there are only so many times you're going to do this again, and this is the last time you'll do it for the first time, if that makes sense? Does it carry any extra weight for you, or is it right now just get to the the goals you want to accomplish this year, and you can think back on it uh, when the summer comes? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And I think I've had practice with it because of the announcement being preseason. So what I've learned is that um, it's all the niceties out there. Uh, they can come after it's all over. And, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I don't know why, but I've received a lot of niceties over the last few weeks. And, uh, and I'm so blessed and, and thankful for for that. But it, it did allow me to say, OK, enough is enough. Let's get to let's get the business. And certainly uh, this week is not is not one to uh, not one to be sentimental about. It's one to try and go get a win. All right. Well, in that mindset, let's talk some X's and O's before we wrap this thing up. Uh, you got a really talented Utah group in town on Saturday. Uh, you've got a group that you got some confidence in and some question marks about just like every season opener, but from uh, an X's and O's keys to the game standpoint, what are the things that you guys are most focused on that you most want to see from your team coming up on Saturday uh, in order to get this thing off with a one and O record? Well, I've, you know, certainly offensively, we've got to be disciplined and, and we have to shoot well. You know, if if we do that, then then we then we can score goals. If we get antsy or we feel like, you know, uh, we've got to get, you know, there are no two two pointers in lacrosse, not yet. So you can't get two with one. So that's when you start missing shots or, or hitting goalies in the chest and, and you can't have that. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, it's very clear what we've got to do with Utah. We've got to stop their transition game. They're probably the best transition team in the country. So we got to make sure at the offensive end, we don't give them those transition opportunities. And at the defensive end, if they do get them, we got to make sure we're, we protect our goalies uh, from, you know, eight and 10 yard shots in their transition. Well, coming up on Saturday, the Denver Pioneers and the Utah Utes will kick this thing off at 12 o'clock Mountain Time, 1130 Pioneer pregame on 104.3, the fan HD3. Uh, Coach, final point for you, uh, this being the last season, come 2024, what are the odds that I get to have you as a, you're going you're gonna to need work. You want to be a color analyst for me? I just can't wait to be behind that mic uh, because being, being in front of it is, is, is it's been a long time. And uh, um, now you look, you know how much I've cherished and uh, all the things I've been blessed with. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say no to somebody if they invited me because I, but I, I know I, I would not expect to put myself at your pay, pay grade, <laughs> at least for about two game two games in. All right. Well, I'm going to write that down that you wouldn't, you wouldn't turn it down if somebody asked you. Nico Blankenship, our, uh, our sports information director is on, he's, he's given us the thumbs up. He's got it written down. So we're going to have, you, to, we're going to, have to split that pizza. At the end absolutely. The we can do that. We can make sure that happens. That is uh that's our NIL bounty. The the two of us get to split uh, some delicious pizza up in the booth. Uh, hopefully we're up in the booth. It might be outdoors. Although this weekend, it seems like it might be okay to be outdoors. Finally, for the first time, it feels like in about a year and a half. Uh, the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney, Denver and Utah coming up on Saturday. Coach, can't wait to get to it, and uh, we'll see you there this week.
Thanks, Tyler. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by Front Range, Front Range Toyota. We'll talk to you on Saturday at 1130 for Denver and Utah. Is that the sound of an ooey, gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more. Toyota, let's go places. Your Front Range Toyota store is proud to be the exclusive automotive partner of your DU Pioneers.